Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In today's second reading from Paul's letter to Romans, Paul gives us a very profound statement. He says, Love does no evil to the neighbor. Hence, love is the fulfillment of the law. Well, Paul was a great student of the law. Remember, he was taught by the rabbi Gamaliel, who was the leading rabbi of the time. From a very early age, Paul grew up knowing the Torah. You could say, Paul knew the Torah or the law like the back of his hand. His whole life was ordered to the law. And yet now he's telling us we must understand the law in light of Jesus' resurrection. Now, Paul never abandoned the law, no. But he's telling us now we have to reinterpret it. We have to see the law through the lens of Jesus' death and resurrection. Christ came into this world to fulfill the law. He himself embodied the law. He was the law itself. Now, why did the law fail or the Israelites fail the law? Because they couldn't abide by the law. They didn't accept Jesus' teaching of the Ten Commandments, the Beatitudes, the Two Greatest Commandments, the Golden Rule. Therefore, they failed. But what Paul is telling us in the second reading is that Jesus embodies or fulfills the law. How does he do it? Well, through his life, death, and resurrection. But it's always motivated by love. Love. Now, what I want to do is I want to tackle that one single word that seems to confuse so many people when they read the Bible. Love. You hear that in Jesus in his Gospels. The last thing Jesus says to his apostles before he ascends into heaven, love one another as I have loved you. Paul writes in many of his letters for us to love one another. Now, what does it really mean? Well, to love in sacred scripture does not mean a feeling. It does not mean an emotion, nor does it mean a sentiment. When you hear Peter or Paul or Jesus talk about loving one another, what they mean by love is that it's an act of the will. To love means to will the good of others. I guess one way you could think about love in sacred scripture is that love breaks us out of our own personal world and allows us to mix with reality or the rest of the world. Good example of this. Over the last summer, you know, many of you probably planted gardens, whether it's vegetable gardens or flower gardens. Well, when you do that, you plant the seed, right? Well, that seed breaks open and it mixes with the soil. And in doing so, it produces a life-enhancing act. Only when that happens, when that seed mixes with the soil, does it produce life. This is precisely what God wants from us. God's love is never imposed upon us. No, but instead it's always there by invitation for us to take, to draw into a deeper life with Christ. Mother Teresa would always tell her nuns, 
we are going to be judged. And that's very true. We're all going to be judged. No one can escape it. Jesus talks about that many times in the gospel. But she would tell her nuns, we will be judged by how well we loved one another. That is so true. We will. So it begs the question, how well have we loved one another? We can love or will the good of others for people that we like or even people we don't like. We can love or will the good of people that even rub us the wrong way. Now, when we love or will the good of someone, it doesn't mean it's going to excite warm or sentimental feelings. Love, as defined by sacred scripture, has nothing to do with that. Again, a good question we have to ask ourselves, how well have we loved others? Or have we loved others by playing games? We have willed the good for others so that they may do something in return for us. Kind of a quid pro quo. You know, I will do good for you if you do good for me. Well, that's not real or genuine love. That's just vain egotism. See, if we truly understand that concept of love, then the second reading makes very clear sense to us. When Paul says, love is the fulfillment of the law. And see, it also makes sense when Jesus talks to us about loving one another, loving 